I'm Heather, a chaos coordinator and mom of three young kids. Chaos and cookies is literally my life, with never-ending dishes, laundry, you name it. Being a mom is a blessing, but it also comes with hard days too. Together, we can find the humor and real solutions to lighten your load and clean up the crumbs. You're listening to the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. I am Heather, your host, and thank you for listening. And I am really excited about my guest today. She is a very dear friend of mine, an ex-neighbor of mine, and she's just a rock star. She is a iHeart radio host. She is a TV personality, and she's also a podcast host. And her name is Anne Hudson. Welcome, Anne. Hey, girl. I'm so happy that you're doing this with me. I'm excited you came to the south side of Austin. I mean, yes. So, we I we moved in the summer and now we're about 40, 45 minutes away. Yeah. And Anne, you're so, so busy. I was just shocked you had time for me. Hey, and now that I'm doing everything from home, I'm like, that's fine. Let's pencil things in. It's not as hard because I don't have to commute anywhere. That's you know, awesome. used to scheduling was really challenging because I'd have to go to the radio station, go do TV appearances, you know, and, and then p- schedule picking up my kids. Now that everything's on Zoom and it's from home, it's far easier to schedule life. Like I know this has been great for me. It's kind of like most places aren't having to go back to work anymore because you can do so much more from home and you I know. Do your sweats. <laughs> it's true. I literally never put on makeup anymore. My hair is in a bun. I mean, look at me right now. You're seeing <laughs> Thank and God the only it's reason podcast. why I like this and I had an appearance earlier. So I was like, I guess I'll get dressed up. And yeah. Anne's usually always doing something for TV or something like that. Yeah. So she's always done up. So I'm like, I gotta feel like No, and then you walk into like I'm in hell. <laughs> I like look like complete crap, but that's okay. I mean, honestly, my skin is thriving without makeup on all the time. I, I just fill it up with um, moisturizer and I'm doing fun masks all the time. Like I just like play with my skin. You're just like in heaven yeah. here. Mm-hmm. So fun. It. And she's got like a little setup up here in her game room. So we used to be neighbors and then we moved and Anne was actually one of my very first friends, probably the first friend I yeah. made when we moved here. Well, we were the very first people to move on our street. And so my husband and I were literally got the nickname, the neighborhood greeters. Cause we just, anyone that was driving up and down looking to move here, we made sure to meet them. And I really give my husband credit for call like bringing this unity to our street which we still have like every single one of us up and down the street are friends you know it's oh, really Fred cool was completely just <laughs> yeah. he's is definitely the neighborhood greeter I think even someone Almost probably psycho. bought him like a hat but he just he vetted us I, I suppose and <laughs> yeah. I mean he's just awesome anyway I mean yeah very he is lucky to have him as a, as a husband he's just very supportive of you and he he's is. in the music business so he gets it yep and um so we're going to kind of tap into a little bit more about like what you do. I'm super excited because you started a podcast. Yes. And you're also, you know, you've got three kids. So we, when we met, we were pregnant with your third, my second. Yep. And we would then run with our children mm-hmm. after we gave birth. This is all true. And we had, and then of course you signed on to do a morning show at that time. And then our uh, noon, oh, yeah. our noon runs turned into 5 a.m. ones. And I was like, Catch on the flip side. (laughs) No, yeah, it's crazy. Like when you're doing a morning show, because yes, I was doing a morning show in Austin on 96.7 Kiss FM. And it literally like it, that schedule situation is so challenging because you have to 
go to bed by 7.30, 8 o'clock at night. You're up at 3.30 in the morning. I didn't realize how much that was wearing on me until I'm not doing it anymore. Right. And yeah. it's just, it's it's amazing on how early you had to get up. Yeah. And you would be coming home when I was, you know, because you would come and run mm-hmm. sometimes with me after you were done. Yep just to run off the day yeah. and it was like 1130 and you were already up for like hours, hours and <laughs> yeah it's oh my god I don't even like thinking back to it it was hard so you're not doing the morning show right now but you are a tv personality you yeah. started ask Anne the podcast which I know was a segment on that morning show yeah and I'm when you posted that on social I got so excited I texted Aww. you and I'm like that's just awesome and why don't we talk a little bit about that and then we'll kind of dip into like mom stuff okay yeah so I just my personality in general I'm very direct and I think I have pretty good advice I try to give as sound advice as I can just from my life experience and I am no bullshit like don't ask me <laughs> for honesty if you don't really want it because but I I mean that's just how I am and I really respect and appreciate people that are like that in my life and so yeah Ask Anne stemmed from a segment we did on the radio show that got really successful I had so many people reaching out like I'm just stuck in this rut what should I do here how to handle that and it's just one of those no bs direct direct advice take it or leave it it's just a perspective. It's whatever. And so I, I, yeah, I ended up turning this into a podcast that has actually grown into a lot more. It's just very, if you're looking for complete raw realness, that's what it's going to be. And whenever I sit down with celebrities and interview them, it's no BS. Like, it's just like, it's real conversations. And right. so that's a hundred percent what I'm, what I'm about. And I think that that's what's relatable for people to listen to. And as someone that I am a working mom um, that's had some success and I just try to be real because that success is not always as glamorous as it seems. And I think that that can be a misconception, you know? And so I, I like to just be really real about that. Cause I think regardless of what you're doing in life, you're going to have struggles and you've just got to take them with a grain of salt and with stride and know you're going to get through it. Absolutely. And so I don't know, that's kind of what it stems from. It's just very real. But it is called Ask Anne, and you can, um, you know, search it up wherever you listen to your podcast, and I would love it. If you want to and follow it, I can attest. I can attest. Yeah. Like, when you were on the morning show, and I would listen to you on yeah. the way to drop the kids off at school, right? Um, yeah. I would just listen. It's like, that's just Anne. Yeah. Just talking the way she <laughs> talks. Like, you are very, very real, which is what I love so much about you. And oh, you're thanks. always very authentic, which resonates so well especially Mm. on the social media and just in general in media because Mm. you're not in person you don't really know them right but I am always when anyone asks me if I'm like still talk to you or whatever I'm like yeah "Yeah, of course I do and she's exactly how she is on the radio like that's exactly how she is which is why Mm. I think you're so 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 successful as well oh thanks which I and I am still doing radio that's a misconception too like just because we're not doing the morning show on Kiss FM I'm hosting my own shows um on through iHeartRadio I'm one of their talents that they use nationally and so locally in Austin I still do a show on 96.7 from 10 to 3 and then I'm also doing a country show 
on 100.7 Case 101. So a lot of people are like, oh, I'm so sad you're not on the radio anymore. But no, I'm definitely still on the radio. I'm doing my own thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, and I still hear you on the ads and stuff like yeah. that. So it's like she must be still affiliated with it because this is a hundred percent. I mean, I just have a better sleeping schedule, honestly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm in a far better mood at all times. <laughs> all right. Who wants to get up at 3 a.m.? It was it's hard. Just, no, thank you. Yeah. Um, so how do you, because you have three boys yes. and they are, you've got a couple that are roughly the same age as mine and then one a little bit older and you have a husband who also is in music yeah. and also in the medical Medical field. device sales. Right. Yeah. And so how do you balance all of the things that you're doing? Now I know that you're home, so it's probably much easier than being at the studio. Yeah. But that's still a lot of appearances, a lot of things that you have to be like behind closed doors. Yes. And so how are you juggling that? Do you know how we juggle it? Our lifesaver is our iCals. Mm. I'm not even kidding. Every single little thing is scheduled into our iCalendars and our family is all connected to it. I highly recommend it. It's the greatest thing ever. And I mean, there's times like if we ever have, and we have a thing, like whoever gets on the calendar first, they trump the other one. Oh. So like <laughs> say I, you know, have our podcast scheduled right now for this time if thankfully the kids are at school. So this time works out great. We right. have some grace period here. Um, but um, so if both of us had something scheduled and there was a kid situation, whoever was on the calendar first, the next person that's trying to schedule during the same time, it's, it defaults to them being responsible then for getting childcare covered or figuring out how to juggle the kids. That's just kind of a standing rule that we have with each other. And so um, it, it works out really good. And I mean, we just have to, coordinate and be very respectful of each other's time and um that's a really I don't know what we would do without the the community <laughs> eye calendar it, it's everything and I mean sometimes if someone forgets to put it on there that's a big deal that is a huge deal right. I mean it's like we're doing this no I've got that going on it's not in the calendar <laughs> and all of a sudden you're like oh crap if you forget to put it in the calendar then you can get trumped you know yeah it's our it's our mutual understanding but truthfully it's just scheduling things like that and your your boys are very active football and sports and music oh, too and so baseball you have right that. now the death of me baseball huh I'm, I'm not I'm not a good mom in that department I'm really not like I get so bored at baseball games they drive me crazy they're so long <sighs> my ADD can't take it um it's we usually go out it's like at the Y and Oak Hill so it's the baseball fields are surrounded by all those big huge trees which I'm highly allergic to oh yeah so I feel like the biggest loser of a mom but I'm always trying to do as little as possible there. And if you're local, Oak Hill is serious about their baseball. Oh my God, it is serious. Uh, but yeah, you asked me how I do it all. I, I feel very much like a very bad mom in the baseball department because I'm literally like, I'll, thankfully my husband is a coach, so he's coaching one of the kids' teams. And then, so I'll do a lot of the running back and forth, um, but I have to really fight through that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, and we all have our like weak spots, right? Yeah. I mean, we all thrive in areas, especially as couples, because that's, what's so great about yeah. you guys. You guys have been together for a very long time. Yeah. 16 and years. We've been 16 married. Years. Yeah. We wow. just celebrated 16 years together, 18 or 19, that's something awesome. like that. <laughs> Long time. Around we there. only wanted to get divorced about four of those years. Yeah, well, there you go. Well, that's that's pretty good. That's a pretty good odd. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, what about, do you ever time block or do you have like cautionary times or I don't even say cautionary. I would say just like big X's through certain hours of the day or week that you're not allowed to schedule anything because it's kid time or 
you know, trying to do that? Um, not really. It's not, it's not a spoken thing. I think we all just, it's like that our kids and our family is our number one at all times. So we don't need to schedule that because it just is how it is. Everything else is secondary. And thankfully, all of us love being home and love being together and making those, those moments together. I am not one that is looking for moments to get away from my kids at all. I jam pack all of my personal time and all of my things when they're at school. And I know that I'm a little weird in that department, but I like, I hate going out of town away from them. I, it's a challenge. I, I don't like it. I, I just love being with them. They are, they bring a lot of that joy to me. And I know that that's, don't get me wrong. I want to kill them sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And I definitely like have my moments where I need my breaks from them. But I would say that, that doesn't happen very often. Right. You know what I mean? And it's, and it's usually more like just collectively my husband too. And it's probably that time of month. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That I just don't have patience. And I'm like, right, I need my, sing my space, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's huge, especially right now with everyone being under the mm-hmm. same roof, but finally they're able to kind of do sports and kind of get out a little yeah. bit more than go to school. And that's like, that, that was a huge thing with the school thing. Cause if yeah. like spring break is coming up, it's like, what are we going to do with them? And they end up driving each other crazy, which then drives yeah. at least me crazy because you're refereeing. I know. And that's the challenge too when you are working from home and I do a radio broadcast, like a <laughs> multiple radio broadcast. So when you have dogs barking and kids screaming in the background, like I have gone crazy on them with that. Like, shut up. I actually have this thing right here. Like, Y'all can't see this as a bullhorn in my studio. And I'm not even kidding. I'm like, shut up. I am on the radio right now. Stop. That's legit what I do. Did I just blow your ears out? I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's great. I mean, I need one of those, actually. Yes, it's actually amazing. They're 12 bucks on Amazon. You can find it at annhudson.com. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding, though. I, it is groundbreaking, and they know if they hear my bullhorn going off, because, I mean, it's even got... Like a siren. It's got this awesome, like... Yeah, oh, yeah. like legit. <laughs> Single mom needs a bullhorn. Don't spare your vocal cords and get them raspy. Just use a bullhorn. It's far more scary for them. Absolutely. And you're on the radio, so your voice is uh, key, right? It's the money maker when it comes to that. I used to, um, those, there were these alarms that you could put on keychains, and they were like three for like 10 bucks. And basically, they're for, I mean, mainly for anyone, but you pull the pin and it goes, and it was very loud. So that's what I carry in my house. And I just, and it, they stop what they're doing. They hold their ears like, oh, what was that? Oh my God. What See, I would need to hold my ears on something like that too. I'm far more for the bullhorn. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm going to have to try the bullhorn. But with my husband, he also works from home and he's on these corporate calls. Oh. And it's like, don't like when my kids are like, now that I'm working and I've got my business and I'm really, really busy, I'm mm-hmm. on calls and zooms. Right. Yeah. And my husband has always been on calls if he's been home. Cause he hasn't traveled in over a year. Oh, wow. Remember when yeah. he's always gone, it was yeah. just me and the kids. I was like, and come over for the last one. Yeah. Like, I'm lonely. Yeah. And um, that's also when they were younger. Right. They didn't mm-hmm. drive me as crazy, but when so he's hard. on a call and then when I'm on a call, it's mommy, mommy, mommy. It's like, I'm on a call. Like be quiet. And they're, they're like, I'm like, where's your dad? He's like on a call. I'm like, oh, cause dad's on a call. He doesn't get bothered because you're yeah. the real job or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And I'm like, my, my spine counts. It like, does count. Find something else. Cause I think the kids get so comfortable with mom. Cause yeah. I was in that role for so long. Right. And then they're home 
And it's funny, I was talking to one of my clients two, a couple days ago, and I said, are your kids listening? Because before my husband could walk into a room and they'd be like, oh, but now they don't even listen to him yeah. because everyone's stuck. And she was like, thank God we're not alone because mm -hmm. my kids don't listen to me or my husband anymore. They just look at me <laughs> like, what are you going to do? God. Well, and you're still in the little young kid age. My youngest is six and started kindergarten. So I'm in a much better, you know, yes, they're older space. and it's, it's much easier. You don't have to be as attentive. Sure. You know? And they are good kids. Like they're they, and well, so, most of the time, they have their moments too. Like and we they, all do. And they're but. responsible. Like I would see them on the street and they would like watch our kids or they would yeah, like helpful, definitely. right? They're helpful. Mm -hmm. You've got dogs too. Like we've got dogs. It's mm -hmm. just like a zoo. And your youngest is the age of like my middle. Yeah. So we're getting there. I feel like. You're close. Yeah, I'm close. Four is like the magic number of when mm -hmm. they start being nice. Like my. Oh, see my four. I always did not like four year. Everyone always said terrible twos. And I felt like my experience was the four year old was the harder space for me. Yeah. I think three and four for, well, you, you have boys, but for, have for boys. my girl, but like for my youngest, like Zach, he's getting like, he's now nice to me. He's happy to see me before he was Aww. like, you're not my friend. I'm like, Oh, oh. oh crushing. Yeah. And then my oldest is very, he's going to be, he's seven, seven yeah. and a half. Right. Yeah. So he's at great age. Mm -hmm. So I think that's like where it gets right. Yes. Cause Walsh is, I mean, let's just talk about Walsh for a second. This is just her youngest. Yeah. Cleaning. He's a, yeah, he's, he's amazing. He <laughs> cleans. That's a, been his thing. Now he's kind of not cleaning as much as he used to, but I have my Walsh clean cam. It's like up on my Instagram on yeah. my story, which is like Hudson. Ann. if you want to check it out, I don't know, but um, yeah, from a very young age, he was obsessed with cleaning almost to a state where I was like concerned. Is this okay? Like this doesn't seem normal. Um, but I always would snap him real quick with my Instagram. And I mean, just always, and he was serious about it. He would literally wake up in the morning and be like, I, you know, what can I clean today? <laughs> and his, he would always want for Christmas presents and I want a new vacuum. I really like that vacuum. I really want to get a new sweeper. Every um, kid, every mom's like dream. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was cute, but sometimes he's like, you know, obsessive. it like would just get, no, it would just get clean. I would just clean it for real, real. And you want to go back over it with water and you know, straight Oh, it. right. Cause he but was I was like, Oh, it's so cute. You're amazing. <laughs> right. I mean, it was but. just the cutest thing he would have like his vacuum or his sweeper. Yeah. And it was like every, it, he was doing the, the baseboards and I would always be like, can I hire him? Can you yeah. come over and help me clean? Oh, he loves it. He absolutely loves it, but he doesn't do it as much. He's still, now he does things more like he'll love the, um, blowing leaves off the back. He's just a worker mm -hmm. mentality. It's, it's unreal. He's six and Third he's been kid. like that for his, his whole life. He's just has that work ethic like nothing I've ever seen before <laughs> in a six-year-old. Yeah. And our third, our third kid, I think, cause he's also your third. I mm -hmm. think that they're just like, mine is very, he's so athletic. Yeah. He's so ahead of the game. And maybe it's cause I struggled with the speech delay with our oldest. Mm -hmm. And then the, you know, the NICU stay with like our, our youngest, our second. And yeah. I think with him, he started talking on time or earlier. And I didn't hear that till my oldest was like four. Right. And and he was like talking. So everything he says now he's a lisp. It's so cute. Oh, I love he it. He can throw a ball further than me. And we're like, okay, you're the athletic one. You're probably gonna yeah. be the shorter one. Yeah. Mom's jeans. Yeah. So it'll, it'll serve him well, but they're just different. They're very mm -hmm. like just zeroed in. They have to keep up. Yeah. 
and like stake their claim. I know. And you talking about, I've learned what a horrible mom I was for my first kid through the years. Cause <sighs> I'm not even kidding because you're learning. And it was just funny. These two different moments. I'm having another friend that, um, her son, her second son is having speech, you know, situation. He's two or three, but delayed and having an issue. And they're working on him with a speech therapist. And it's funny because when I had my first son, I had no idea he was having speech issues. Or we just thought, you just think it's the normal that they're, you know, talking in a way. And we found out like years later after I had no idea what was going on, but he had water in his ears. Oh. He had like those constant ear infections with water behind his ears. So he was actually speaking as though he's underwater, what he was hearing. But so once we got tubes and he could hear himself and hear us, he, it fixed itself. But I would just thought that was so interesting. And then for my first child, I remember his, um, when he was in first grade, the first grade teacher like had a meeting with me and she was like, are you still dressing your son in the morning? And I was like, yeah, I'm so, you know, cause you, you just dress him all the time. Right. I didn't realize like kids in first grade and kindergarten can dress themselves when <laughs> he was my first kid, you know, like just cause as a first time parent, you don't know where all those milestones are or what you're doing. And it's just interesting and funny now. Cause it took her calling me out to teach me that kids in kindergarten, first grade can actually put their own clothes on. Right. You know, their backpacks and things like that. Yeah. And now I'm like, yeah, my six-year-old has been getting himself dressed since he was three. Right. It's like <laughs> stick kid him in, syndrome. Right. You but, stick them in the corner with food and water. They're fine. Yeah. I just had no idea. You do things for them as a baby. And when it's your first kid, you just, those things never stop until I guess you are told. I don't know. I mean, I'm the same way. Like we kept our, like, I think I, I mean, I don't know if because he liked it or it's because I didn't really know. I swaddled my first child yeah. until he was eight months old because he liked it. Because that's he liked okay. Tight. I don't think that's but bad. But now I'm looking back like that huge baby to be swaddled. That's okay. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's all good. Anything that gives them love, who cares? And then like the food. I still love being swallowed. Swaddled, like being all tight. Yeah. And like the food thing, like you know. Also, if you're nursing or, you know, you you know, drink, not drink. And then mm -hmm. by the third, you're like, oh, you really learn the rules. And yeah. I think with every first kid, you're just yeah. nervous. You have to go How through you know? that process. I mean, you realize by the second and especially the third, the thing, like, I mean, it used to take me 30, 45 minutes to pack a bag and get out of the house with my first child. <laughs> and then by the third, I'm like, give me a diaper and some wipes. I'm good. Throw That's that right. in my purse and I'm out of there. You know, it's just like you realize you don't. Um, need, need all the things, but you have to go through all of those experiences and that to get to the other side. So I think it's fine. I think, um, that's why it's important to give first time moms complete grace and let them do their thing, you know, however Absolutely. they want to. Absolutely. It's hard to be a first time mom. Cause there's so many worries you don't know. Well, and you're trying to do everything right by the book and all that stuff. And I mean, I learned like really we're given, it's a God gift that we have those natural instincts. You can sense and feel what you're supposed to do with your child. Yes. But again, when you're first time, you know what you're doing, you over research and you try to go buy books and all that kind of stuff. And sure. It's part of it. So I still, I mean, even cause you had th two before I had my second, cause yeah. when we moved here, right, I was pregnant yeah. with the second and, yeah. um, you gave me the best thing ever. What did I give you? It, it was the, uh, bathtub. Oh that, yeah. That, what was it? It was, the. Oh, oh it's the a, best. It's like the, um, I don't even know what it's called or It now. had three letters and it was like folded and it was a magnet. And I think you had lent it to your brother yeah. or your brother or your brother. And I think I just gave it to you. Oh, I, or did you give it back? And I, I ended up giving brother? it back 
to give to yeah give to my brother. Let me and the pack and, and the rock and play thing. That thing rock is and play and the bathtub yes. thing were because of you. Now my like I have two rock and plays at home where I keep it for my nephews mm. or I give I gave one to my sister. I yeah. recommend it. I was like, what is a rock and play? And you're like, it's the best thing ever. I feel like they discontinued them though. They, I feel like that's the problem. They discontinue everything because some, a baby gets hurt in some way. And then, which obviously you don't want that. I don't know if that's true, but I think that. Oh mm. no, I don't know. I mean, I just know that it was a godsend for my. The bathtub thing is definitely awesome because it was this like foam thick material that didn't get cold. Like all the bathtubs for babies are usually cold in some way but this yeah and bulky and this just like folded up and you put it in the sink and oh it just looked like a flower it It looked like a flower and then you could unfold it and hang it and it dried it was amazing it was amazing I I love that thing and I always think of Anne but I'm like that thing was awesome when I recommend it to people Mm -hmm. but when you're a new mom or you're not used to having mom friends it's like all the little tidbits you can grab yeah so now that your kids are older they're all different yeah, one's 13, one's 11, and one's 6. And they're all personalities are all different. They're all different. They are. I've got the one, the oldest son. Um, he is very ambitious. He will be a very successful adult. And these types of personalities are amazing as adults. They're very hard children to parent. Yes. Because, and it's a lot like me. I can really, him and I sometimes will butt heads because we're a lot alike. Um, we don't take no for an answer. Mm. And I always tell him, I nurture that. I'm like, I love your personality. I love your ambition. I love you never give up, but I am your parent and I am telling you no. So stop trying to wear me down. Like you have to, don't change, but you have to take my no, unfortunately, until you don't have to take my no when you're 18, you know? But so he is very much like that. And sometimes probably, um, I'm, I'm most proud of him for that personality trait and I cannot wait for him to be an adult where I don't have to be his parent because I think he's going to be great and successful and amazing because of all those traits but as a parent he pisses me off a lot because I have to like leave me alone the answer is no you know so he drives me crazy in that way um you know now that's my 13 year old uh my middle child my 11 year old his name's Freddie and he's he's super awesome he is the definitely the most thoughtful kid that I have. Like he is one of those people that thinks of everyone else before himself a hundred percent. And while I love that trait and I think it's great, I'm working on him because sometimes I think he also has that personality trait where he buries his needs to please others. Yeah. And those types of personalities, I don't, they scare me a little bit because I feel, I feel like that does a lot of internal hurt you know what I mean like just because you don't want you want everyone around you happy that you don't focus on what maybe makes you happy so I'm really I really try to coach him through that because he definitely cares more about everyone else and then when he his feelings get hurt or something like that he's the type that shuts down is quiet won't speak to you and he'll spend like an hour or two sulking somewhere upset when it could be like a 30 second conversation that makes it better. Right. Mm -hmm. So very thoughtful, so responsible. Like he's just one I don't ever worry about. Like he's, he's so great. Um, and then my six year old is just, you know, he's so sweet. He's a mama's boy, like a hundred percent. Oh yeah. Him and I are like partners. We understand each other on a different level than like, it's one of my favorite relationships I have with someone because of how close we are. Like he, We've got each other's backs at all times. Like, I mean, I have all my kids' backs. I just don't know. I don't know how to describe it. We just different bond connect on a different level. 
Um, and he's he's too just the sweetest. He's just so sweet. They're all just amazing. I mean, yeah, really there you are. They're they're great boys. Yeah. And I think it's super interesting on how you approach that because mm-hmm. sometimes you just butt heads or you're just looking at them like. I'm the parent, just listen. But the fact that you mold it to where it's like, don't change, I appreciate yes. it, great job. However, right. right now I need you to listen to me. Yeah. And that was a really, that's awesome because I yeah. don't think sometimes we can take a step back to do that. Maybe I'm not in that place because kids are so young mm-hmm. and they're always tattling on each other. And I have a girl, which kind of creates a little bit different dynamic because it's drama. Yeah. Woo. Like, I can imagine. Oh my gosh. Like since the day she was born, if yeah. you recall. Yeah. Right? Three days after we moved in. And so. Yeah. <laughs> dropped this. That's a whole other story. Aww. Oh my gosh. That was a. And then you guys came to the NICU. Yeah, to, we uh, did. See the seer. That was my first experience to go to NICU. Like really. I, and it just, oh my God. Those little babies hooked up. Oh man. I just. Y'all were so lovely. You guys went and bought me um, the snap up onesies because of the mm-hmm. leads and you brought me food. Yeah. And you guys brought groceries to my husband and like the mm-hmm. house and just dropped them. It was. Yeah. Like poor our neighbor watched my oldest for a few minutes yeah. <laughs> just because we go to the hospital. Oh, Leo, so. he's awesome. I love Leo. And went to like, like, um, like just magazines and everything. And um, well, I think when you're dealing with um something like that, I, I think it's good to have friends and neighbors that help you because those are things that you still have to think about. But when you're dealing with a baby in the NICU, you don't want to have to worry about all that crap. So that's when friends and neighbors and family come in, and so always happy to fill that space for anyone. Yeah, it was so different because we had just moved in three yeah. days prior. So to have that kind of uh, love and care. Yeah. Yes, we had met many times because mm-hmm. your husband is a neighborhood greeter and always <laughs> yeah. telling us like what the status of our home is. Yeah. He's just he lives- basically, if you're moving on this street, you're being cool and we're all being friends. Okay, you good? If you're not good with that, keep moving. We do. We had a very tight knit yeah. uh, street and all the kids were always like, they're always very close in age too. Mm-hmm. And we all kind of had like, three yeah I think it was the only one that had the mix though everyone either had three girls or three boys because like she um our neighbor was pregnant with her third girl you were pregnant with your third I boy know. what is that we all have the me. same sex babies except you, for me yeah. I had the middle alone but um I think it's important too to just nurture those relationships that you do form whether like we moved mm-hmm. and I know we were all sad but I'm down here now quite a bit and so when we were going to film this, I said, did you want to just do this on Zoom? Because I know you're busy. Or do you want human interaction? And you're like, human, human interaction. interaction. <laughs> like, I see everyone on screen. I, I do like, everything on Zoom. And you were going to be down anyway. So I was like, yeah, just stop in. I'm going to say hi. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. you're the sole reason today that I came down. So I was like, Aww. bye, honey. You're in charge of going to get the kids. I will not make it here in time because rush hour is oh, yeah. a beast, right? Is it? I would not know. I do not leave my house. Is it rush hour? Is it back to normal now? Well, I got stuck here last week because we took our dog mm. to the vet and we found he was diabetic. So that's like a whole nother what? thing with like, yeah, we had three old Dogs men. We got three diabetes. kids. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's awful. Oh my gosh. Oh. It's awful. And um, he's like that that dog that has everything wrong, but will never, ever have a problem. And, um, I had to take him for like a glucose curve and we come to the vet down here still because they know him Mm -hmm. and they won't try to like rip us off or tell us something. And we had a bad experience up North. And so of course he wasn't done till four. And of Mm -hmm. course I have to drive home at four, which is the worst time ever. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, rush hour is full gear right now. So, yeah, well, this was super fun. I want uh, to talk a little bit, a little bit more about your podcast. I know okay. we talked a little bit more about that, but I wanted um, 
you have a lot of really great just life experiences. Yeah. You've been in media for a really long time. Yeah, like 20 years. Long time. I mean, I've been, I knew I wanted to be in broadcast from when I was really young, like in high school. And um, so I pretty much pursued that and did that. I took on a lot of internships, anything anyone would let me do with cameras or anything. I was like right there to do it all. I loved it. It's always been my, like one of my passions and one of my most favorite things, you know? And I, I was going to start out as, as, I thought I'd end up being a TV reporter. And when I was interning, I went to Texas Tech and I was interning at KCBD, which is the NBC affiliate there. And it was right um, after the um, A&M bonfire fell down and oh, yeah. like 11 students got killed. And then I was put on assignment to cover the Michael Yao case, which he murdered his entire family um, in Lubbock. And this murder is like sitting right in front of me and I'm having to like cover this. And I just remember reporting out in front of that um, courthouse and just feeling like, God, this is like, this is not me. This is not who I am. Like I am, I want to cover, you know, fun stuff and entertainment and fashion. And that's just where my happy space was, you know? So I continued to do TV reporting a bit. And then I got a job offer in radio and I just, they loved and embraced my personality. Cause I was the person around the newsroom. That's like, what's up guys. We're covering this today. Like I just, my, my normal personality, like I am yeah. now, which I just choose. And I find happiness and joy just in people and like living life. I really feel a lot of that. Don't get me wrong. I go, I go through phases and I have my moments, but overall I feel a lot of joy around people and the energy and things. And I loved TV news and I was really excited about Get, getting to see what I got to cover that day. Cause how exciting every day you're covering something different right. and you get to go to a new place and talk to a new person. And that kind of stuff really inspired me and I loved it. But most of the reporters are not like that. Everyone's uptight a lot because they have deadlines. Um, you know, you have your program meeting in the morning to figure out what news things are getting covered. And then you got to get that in and get it re-edited for the, you know, noon news and the five o'clock news, 10 o'clock. You know, and it, I just found that, television newsrooms were far more stressful than I liked. And they did, and my happy, spunky personality was not necessarily embraced. Like it felt very like, oh God, here she comes. You know what I mean? They, <laughs> were, they were more annoyed with me than happy, Embracing. you know? And so it always, I don't know. I never felt like that comfortable in that space. And then um, when I started doing radio, they embraced my personality. It was just like, oh my God, this girl's off the charts. What the heck is she going to say? What's she going to do? And it was embraced and I loved it. I felt at home there. And it's just like, that's what I've always loved about radio so much that I can be who I am authentically and not feel any sort of way about it, you know? And so I love it. And I do television now in, in the way that I like to do it. Um, I remember, you know, I was the fashion reporter for Time Warner Cable News and those have gone nationally. I'll never forget my producer at the time. His name's producer Eddie, which now he produces the Bobby Bones show out of Nashville, but he was my television producer for my fashion segments that I did uh, that went national. And I'll never forget the first like year of me doing that. I, I No one liked me in the news. They were all just like, what is wrong with her? She's like winking at the camera. Or <laughs> she's like dipping around or she's hitting people high fives in the middle of the interview. Like that was unusual for them because they were used to the uptight. I'm, I'm broadcasting live. I'm, I'm reporting live here from wherever, you know? And, um, I remember Eddie coming to me, like, 
uh, you know, he's getting that pressure from all the reporters in the newsroom. And, and then he'd come to me and be like, uh, why don't we like, you know, maybe not hit high fives and maybe let's like chill. And I was like, I don't really care what they think. I, this is a fashion segment. We're having fun. And I want that to transpire through people's televisions. I want, I want that. And so it was interesting because then uh, they started gaining a lot of success and I started winning these awards and all this stuff. So all of a sudden people embraced it, but there was a little bit of a, like, she's not stiff enough on TV. <laughs> yeah. I mean? Right. It's so. like kind of like a, almost a stigma or yeah. a stereotype. Things almost. have evolved a lot. I mean, we're talking about, um, you know, like eight years ago or 10 years. I don't even know how many years ago it was now <laughs> when I first started doing those, um, fashion reports, but it was really fun. And, um, I was proud of that. I was, you know, I was like, i I'm, I don't know. I can sense and feel what feels right for me. And then people either like it or they just don't, you know? So is TV kind of now more like a treat because you are on radio. That's your yeah. main job. And now that you, you know, I knew you do the fashion spots and TV appearances. And then yeah. I know you also go to like, you know, South by Southwest and cover those, but those mm -hmm. are for radio. What's your favorite thing if you had to pick, not, uh, not between radio and TV, but I guess... Like my favorite things to do. Yeah. Um, honestly, everything is so entwined anymore. I think that the TV aspect is really fun because I get to get dressed up, have my hair and makeup done, fun outfits, and get to be in front of people, which I love and talk to people one-on-one. -on -one. Like I went and did the whole, like Live by Live is a company I work for. I'm a, one of their hosts. And so I was in Tampa with them and we had a whole pre-Super Bowl performance and I hosted all of that. And that was really fantastic. And I love all that. So it's very, it's fun. And I, I love doing that. So I guess a treat would be a good way to put it because TV can also be exhausting when you're doing that day in and day out, oh, yeah. you know, cause I've hosted several TV shows where it is day in and day out. I'm, I'm having two or three shows a day being filmed and recorded and changing. And that can also get exhausting when you're having to be full on hair and makeup and outfits at all times. And personality as well. And be on. People yeah. don't realize, like, it's when you have to be on, that's a whole other element of a thing, you know? And so, oh, I just really love both of them intertwined. Like, I don't really feel complete if I'm not doing the other thing. Right. I've pretty much done television and radio parallel through my whole career, and it makes me feel my most happy when that's happening, you know? Like, right. when I was doing the morning show... I really didn't have time to do television. In fact, I had to quit my fashion segments right when that um, radio show started. Uh, I was like, but w when I made the agreement to do a morning show, I was putting everything into it because in this business, you get that one shot, you know, to do that. And so I was not going to be exhausted. I literally like built my life around being able to be on and be the radio personality to be able to give that show everything I could you know, for that. And so that was my number one focus. Sometimes when you're doing all these things, you have to prioritize and where your focus is. And in, in my work life, that morning show was that priority. So TV went off to the side. And plus, I mean, I was too tired. Like I looked like crap on television. I mean, I would get dolled up and they would, you know, cover it with makeup, but I was not authentically feeling good. I was just so tired and drained, you know? So that was a challenge, but this is why it's, now things are great. I'm hosting my own shows and I can do my television and that's filling up a bucket that was missing that I didn't realize I loved so much and needed. Aww. So it's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. So exciting. Well, I mean, we haven't seen each other in a while, but you mm -hmm. can totally tell that you're just 
like shining bright and oh. just loving life, which is amazing I to see because you are so just outgoing and just oh. so just you're happy all the time. Well, I just love people. I think it's so fun and life is so fun. Yes. I mean, look how fun. I don't know. I mean, this is so fun yeah. and that we get to finally collaborate yes. on something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> would have thought. Totally. So do you get, do you have like a ritual or do you have, you know, some people dance, some people get like meditate before they have to get into their zone. Um, I don't have to get into a zone, but I do like, I do random things. Like I eat ice all the time. <laughs> I have one of those <laughs> opal ice makers that's actually being cleaned downstairs right now. And I need my crunchy ice at all times. And no, I don't have like an iron deficiency. Everyone, anytime I talk about that, they're like, get your iron checked. You've got to be anemic. <laughs> and I've had that checked. And my doctor was like, it's just a bad habit. It's just a habit. And I was like, oh, crap. I was kind of like, dang. You know, part of me was hoping that I had an iron, because then you could just take vitamins, you're good. But he's like, no, I mean, you could have far worse habits. If eating ice is your worst habit, then you're, you're fine. But I love doing that. And then I have to have baths. Like, I take an abnormal amount of baths, <laughs> like I do. And I think that's my, my dream moments are like, a big Yeti full of ice, my little crunchy like Sonic ice that my Opal maker makes and sitting in the bathtub with my phone, doing show prep and eating my ice in a hot, awesome bath. Like that is my moment. And if I'm having bad days or having like, you know, girl monthly, whatever's feeling bad, I'll go do that, you know? And I, and my whole family manages to always walk through the bathroom when I'm in the bath too, but you know. Just I'm just picturing that moment. It's so funny because I can totally see you oh. with your big thing. Oh yeah, my big thing of eyes, my phone doing because and I love doing show prep there because it's like I, the way I do show prep is whatever just kind of organically gets my attention. I feel like would be great for me to talk about on the radio, and so I'll save it. You know, I'll go through it and read it and save it. That's kind of what my process is. But um, yeah, I take an unusually amount of baths. <laughs> like if I'm sick or something, there's been times I've been in the bathtub four times a day. My husband's like, this isn't normal. I'm like, I know I don't feel well. <laughs> right. And right. I, that's my escape. I, that's cool. you know, everyone needs one though. I mean, like yeah. I will just sit in quiet. Yeah. And my husband can't stand quiet and he'll sit here and he'll be like, why are you sitting in silence? I'm like, why not? Yeah. There's no kids, no TV. My phone's not ringing. Mm. I'm not on the computer. Isn't it just so nice to be quiet and he always has a tv on or music going because maybe that's just the way his brain functions but for me i'll even just turn the radio and not drive with anything on just yeah just so nice so you can have the silence i mean i you know i'm a little bit of i am so hyper um and i like i i am such a quick mover it's hard for me to sit still and quiet too like your husband but i think that that is something that i need to learn how to do right mm -hmm. like i am not there yet like I I or I mean maybe I should be I don't know I've the few times I've taken time to have some quiet it's a good space to be in and I do and I've heard people say how important that is so I probably that's something I should explore and practice well maybe your bath time but, is also quiet because yes yeah. you're doing something your brain because because mm -hmm. when I'm in silence am I not thinking of other things my brain goes a mile a minute I've got yeah. oh, I'm always a planner I'm a freaking I yes. plan to the T. So even when I'm trying to like, my brain still has to be functioning in some capacity. So maybe with you scrolling your phone or doing the planning, that's still quiet. 
Unless Maybe I don't know. I feel like my, I feel like I put my brain into overdrive at all times, and I don't know how to be any other way. Well, it's like my husband, my husband thinks, and I thought he was onto something because over the holidays, over Christmas, I really wanted another puppy, and we ended up getting one. And he was like, "You have a problem. Like <laughs> you need chaos because whenever things start calming down and getting a good rhythm, like we have our like he's six now or whatever, but um, you know we're getting to a place where our kids are self sufficient." Everything's pretty calm. Got my job under control. Everything's good. I need to throw a wrench in it. Like he told, he was like, that's why you're wanting a puppy. So I don't know what it is about me, but I do think that I constantly have to have a million things going on. And I don't know what that is about my personality, but that I'm not comfortable when things are too easy. Isn't that maybe weird? you just don't know what to do. No, it's not weird. I think that you just maybe also just don't know what to do with yourself. Like I had Possibly. to write out my non-compete. And I was trying to just stay home with my kids and non-compete what contract for something right for the legal, the legal industry that I was in. That that's the reason why I I used to work. That's right. It was very, um, but when you met me, it was pretty much like I was just commission only at that point because I was on maternity leave and all the fun stuff. And I left shortly after. Yeah. And, um, I used to sell court reporting to law firms and I had to write it out. And so I find myself home. Mm-hmm. with, you know, three kids because he was a baby. And, you know, my husband travels all, like, every freaking week of the month for the most part yeah. um, pre-COVID. And so it was like I could sit there for five minutes. And mm-hmm. it's like what am I going to do with myself? I don't feel like I'm bringing value or I'm not contributing in somehow. Right. Yes, I am. Yeah. But still for me you and weren't my feel- work. You weren't feeling the fulfillment. Right. I like working. I like making my own way, whether that be financially or otherwise. Right. And so for me, I think I have a lot of irons in the fire all the time. Mm -hmm. I actually just got rid of an iron yesterday and it's kind of like nice because I was like, I really needed that release because I was. What iron is that? You have to tell us. Oh, I am no longer um, coordinating for the magazine. Oh, for Circle C magazine. Yeah, because also I'm not local down here, so it's hard for me. Yeah. But I was with them for a year and I moved after I got it. And so I'm surprised I was able to to carry it as long as I could. Right. But because they need someone local. And for me, my careers in my yeah. business is booming. Yeah. It's more like, I don't want to take them down. And so we were just agreement that yeah. like, I'm here to help and contribute when I can. Sense. And I, we're, we're great with it. And uh-huh. for me, it was becoming more of a burden because I had it and I didn't want to let them down. It was my job as well. Right. But I had so much going on. Yeah. It was almost stressing me out and making me upset mm-hmm. and then making my husband upset because I'm upset or I'm always busy yeah. and trying to create that separation so offloading that was the first time that I didn't feel like I lost something it was like you know what I think I've gained a little bit more yeah I think it's important to like feel yourself out every single day and be willing to bend in whatever direction that is to keep yourself like feeling good and that's what you have to think about you know like when we when we first lost the morning show because they you know canceled it over the holidays um, I was sad about it. I was like, what? This is like all my things. But you've got to learn how to go with the flow and really believe that things happen for a reason and make the best of them. And I think that that's good. Like if you, you know, when your plate feels too full, 
you got it. I mean, it's a, it's an honest thing. It's not losing something. It is, it is gaining something. Yeah. And I think for me it was more, it was an outlet and then it became yeah. more of like, I Jordan. have an outlet here. Yeah. yeah. And it, it'd be so fun and it's great experience. Totally. So and you I did mean, a great job with it. I mean, it was good. Thanks. I mean, yeah. we got to write about you and your family. Oh God. So fun. <laughs> <laughs> I hate talking about myself. Oh, I really do. I know. Well, I had to write about it anyways. Yeah. You didn't have to write about it. Um, well, where I was going to ask um, about, now I forget, because we were talking about the um, the magazine. Oh, for when you're like in a calm space yeah. and you have a lot going on. Oh, that's what I was going to ask. Enneagram. Have you ever done your Enneagram or your human design? Well, no. What is that? Okay, right. I just learned about it to being in the realm I'm in now. So okay. Enneagram is like, there's, it's like one through nine and okay. it's like, it's a, it's a personality type. Okay. So like I'm an Enneagram three, okay. which means I am a projector. So I receive my fulfillment through, uh, giving to others and giving me like a pat on the back, like okay. knowing that I helped and like hearing good job. That's how I feel like I did a good job. Okay. Right. And then I also look for the invitation to do things like mm-hmm. someone needs to invite me over. I don't like to ask. I don't like uh-huh. to uh, people please. Yeah. And so if someone invites me in, then I'm more um, willing to like take the initiative. Mm-hmm. And that's like in personal life, not in business. I'm very type yeah. A in business because yeah. it's completely different. Mm-hmm. So I had my husband do his human design and it basically is, it, it pinpoints the your birthday, yeah. the time that you were born, where you were. What? And like, it's crazy. And it literally will tell you like how you process information how you receive it and how you also give it out. Mm-hmm. And when you read it, it's almost, and that's for the Enneagram side of things, it's almost scary and uncomfortable to read because it's so accurate. I wonder if that's what I did the other day. Let me see if, uh, I'm not even kidding. My cousin sent me this thing the other day and told all of us to do it and re- report back to her. And it sounds almost like um, what you're talking about. I'm trying to pull it up. Really yeah, quick. and you have to go through like, you know, disagree, you know, agree. And it's a couple of pages and it's free, but it's so telling. And I did it with my hairdresser and we were sitting there and he was like, whoa, how accurate it was. So accurate. And it's almost scary because the uncomfortable parts of it, like the negatives, not even the negatives, but more of the things that you're like, Oh, I'll have to look it up. Yeah. Look it up. It's very telling. And so if you do the Enneagram, it's very telling. And so when one day my husband and I had an argument and yeah. I finally said like, let's do this. Cause I did it with uh, one of my business coaches mm-hmm. and um, he did his and he read mine and I read his. And I mean, I've been with my husband a very long time. I, I can read people really well mm-hmm. in the way that I process it. I can process it multiple ways mm-hmm. quicker than most. And that's yeah. just the way that I'm made. Yeah. And with him, he read it and he's like, now I understand more about like you. Yeah, and how I process it. That's awesome. So, I mean, that's good for your relationship. Yeah, absolutely, because communication is key, right? And so, 100%. You can't, you know. <laughs> what? Life, life's happening. Hey, it's chaos and cookies for a reason, Anne. Yeah, it is. Okay, yeah. good. I got podcasts going off on my no, phone. No, it's all, all good. Things. <laughs> but I think, like, I think you should read it just because it's so, I mean, you and Fred have been married for a long time, but yeah. I think it's just super telling. Yeah. And then you might be able to find a way to understand why you are the way you are, how you process things and find an outlet if you ever need one. I mean, yeah. I feel like you're great. Like we have not seen each other in a while. Yeah. You're always so stinking busy. And so, yeah. you know, life happens. It does. But 
That's fun. You make the best of it, you know? Yeah. Well, you're thank you. You're catching me at a good time. I know. I love it. <laughs> I was so shocked that you were available because I know you're so busy. Well, it still took us like two weeks to get it on. This is true. I mean, it, we, you know, but it's uh, it's fine. I love it. It's good to see you and I love seeing all you're doing. Thank you. I think you. it's great. I'm you're working your little butt out all the time in your closet or wherever. Oh. <laughs> Online. I love it. Yeah. And I, I, I'm trying to keep up with you. I'm aspiring to be the next oh. Ed Hudson. Oh, please. Online, right? You're, you're, <laughs> yes. You already are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, where can um, our, um, where can my listeners find you? You have a podcast. I do. But, it's, you know, it, it's so funny. I actually have com now. And this is such Yay! a big deal for me. Like, it's Anne with an E. It's A-N-N-E, Hudson.com. But my podcast, my radio shows, my Amazon page, like all the things that I are all there. And the funny story about com is I wanted it for my whole career, but they were always just trying to sell it to me for like thousands of dollars. And I'm like, I'm not paying thousands of dollars for AnnHudson.com. Like, whatever. I'll use different ones. Um, well, apparently, like for my birthday, which was February 20th, my husband, I guess, reached out to them and lowballed and bartered some like low thing. Because I mean, it's been for sale for like my whole career and ended up getting it. So I have this whole brand new Yay! website. It was the biggest surprise, best birthday present ever. So yeah, AnnHudson.com and you can sign up for my newsletter, which I do not send letters. I'm not going to spam anybody, but I would love it if you'd sign up because a lot of times like I get really good deals from being in this business that I'm in. And so I can pass it on that way or do a lot of different give giveaways and just keep you in the loop about things. She so. gets some really good deals. Guys. Yeah. I'm just letting y'all know. Like, yeah. So I'm going to do things where like when I have this stuff, I'm not supposed to talk about like super public. I can still like secretly email all these people like Love this it. works or that. So yeah, it's annhudson.com and it is Anne with an E. A-N-N-E-H-U-D-S-O-N. Awesome. And she also has a podcast and definitely, you know, load that up. Yeah. It's called Ask Ann. If you go to annhudson.com, all of it's there. It's like super easy to link it's to. bright pink. Can't miss bright it. bright pink. And it, yeah, it's called Ask Ann. So and fun. I love it. I would love it if you go listen or like it or whatever. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate this so much and I yeah, know my listeners are going to love you. I've Aww. This will probably be a two-parter and because <laughs> I just think it's so, it's just so great. I could, we could talk all day, right? I mean, we, really geez, could. I yeah. mean, we haven't seen each other and I mean, I just love talking to you. You're Aww. like my best friend on the block, you know, North and haven't met anyone since it's COVID. So we really, met, oh yeah. No one comes out of their house. Oh, that's a good point. Oh God. I think I've met one parent of my oldest and her, her name's Heather too. So it was oh, really? easy to remember. That's cool. Yes. So I think, I mean, hopefully it'll branch out soon, but, um, yeah. you know, thank you so much for being You're here welcome. and the show and guys go check her out. She's hilarious. <laughs> Follow her on Instagram. Hudson Ann is that one. Hudson Ann. Yeah. With an E. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you so much. And letting me crash your in-home studio, guys. I yeah. got like a real setup today. You did. <laughs> We're doing blessed. it. Not on my, uh, on my closet floor. <laughs> Watch with my... your closet sound way better than this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. All right. Well, you can let me know, guys. Let me know which uh, quality was better. And then I'll just be coming over to Ann's house yeah. to record. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're and, welcome, uh, You guys can catch all of her information in the show notes. And we will catch you on the next episode of the Chaos Cookies podcast. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to the Chaos and Cookies podcast. If you want more goodies and friends to share them with, follow the crumbs to the Facebook group or visit the Chaos and Cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. See y'all next week for another episode of Chaos and Cookies.